Yet, despite all of FCC's success, I'm still a Reds and Bengals fan, aren't you? What is up, world? Especially fellow followers of Major League Soccer, of which our team is a member. I'm your boy Sway from MTV News. Tabitha Soren has a fungal infection and is off this week, but we are back. Game number 12, episode 15 of, of Knifey Lion, Lion Radio. Radio. I am Jonah. Follow Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter if you're not already. I'm also the Burning Bison on Reddit, but Reddit is dead, and that dude murdered it. Joining me today is a man who once yelled, I'm from Winton Place, bitch, at an indoor soccer opponent. It's Zach. It's true. Corbin Bone. <laughs> Not joining us today. Celebrating his wedding anniversary instead of celebrating our MLS birth. It's LaSalle Lancer, Hall of Fame, Class of 2018, inductee Nick from soccer. Also absent, but never far from our hearts. Currently doing curls with Sergeant Scary's body. It's Zach's friend, Chad. Currently... Lurking in the studio on the couch in the million dollar studio is Zach's friend Megan. If you're lucky, she won't say a word, but I can't promise anything. Today, we have the joy of covering the 2-1 thrashing Thrashing. of the Red Bulls 2, who I refuse to call the Baby Bulls, because a Baby Bull could still really mess your face up. We'll have a very, very special catch watch that you will not want to miss, especially if you're a member of his family and our weekly temperature gauge has left you utterly anxiety ridden our favorite son of abraham was mia this week due to yellow card accumulation but we'll see if anyone else was worthy of a Dickle smash. honestly i just love that sound effect Dickle smash. we'll talk about this past wednesday's mls announcement i was at rheingeist zach and nick were at fountain square so we have every angle covered our announcement coverage is so thorough that pat brennan may send out an angry subtweet in our direction We'll also look into FCC players' social media in our new segment we're calling They're They're Just Just Like Like Us. (laughs) Could change that name later, but we'll stick with that for now. And uh, we'll scratch a few random itches in the segment. Potpourri. And after all that, I've got a couple chants. We'll call them chants. For fans of the Beach Boys, pet sounds. Wow. Zach, are you as excited as I am? Yeah. Are you sure? You might not get a chance to speak for a couple more minutes. I am. I feel good. Okay. Anyways, there's one person that I'd love to hear from right now. I'm wondering what he's thinking, but honestly, we'll never know. But that's why he's the mayor, the congressman, the senator, and the president of the John Harks Cave of Wonders. Wednesday must have been a tough pill for old John Harks to swallow. Checkmate to Eric Winalda. But before we get into all the rest of the goodness, folks, we got to pay the bills. That means this week, our spectacular episode of KLR is brought to you by McAlpin's. Yes, McAlpin's has everything your grandma needs to make sure you have the clothes you don't want this Christmas. A speckled velvety half zip sweater that's two sizes too big. Granny will go gaga for it and you'll dust it off out of your bottom drawer for every holiday event she hosts. (laughs) And don't worry. Your brother will have the same one in a different color. And whoa boy, sure smells like a shitload of perfume in here. McAlbin's! If you're here, you're probably returning something. Good to have them still around. Can't believe they outlasted all these other department stores. Wait, what's that? Oh, that's too bad. 
Wow, what a week. <laughs> what a week already. Recap. Recap. Oh, this week, FCC traveled to a hot and humid New York for an early 1 p.m. start against Red Bulls number two. Several changes to the starting 11. Lahoud in for Kenny Walker. Blake Smith made his return. Welshman earned the start over Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. Lasso returned from suspension while Patty Barrett filled Deckel Kanon's suspended spot. I got to admit, I was half watching. It was a pool day, folks, which takes precedence over a road game. FCC started okay enough without any clear chances, but then they shot themselves in the foot with a poor back pass from my favorite Blake Smith, which Domino affected into a Red Bulls goal. FCC clearly does not like being pressed as they struggled for most of the first half with chances being basically non-existent. Our man Alan Koch clearly dangled the MLS playing time carrot in front of the FCC's players' faces, and as usual, the second half bared no resemblance to the first. Their improved play was almost all for naught, though, as a suspect penalty was called against Barrett for a handball, but in ball-don't-lie fashion, the PK sailed over the top. Jimmy and Danny Koenig, Danny Koenig came in in the 63rd minute. Two minutes later, in the 65th, Ledesma curled one into the corner, close to the end line for the first FCC goal, tying it up at one. Poor clearances and constant FCC pressure led to a Danny Koenig, Danny Koenig. goal in the 77th minute. That was the final score, two to one. Wow, so much to say. Zach, what was your takeaway? I don't know. First half, snoozer. Second half, domination. Like the whole rest of the season. Yeah. Um, first half, I'd watched live. Second half, I was swimming because I guess that's where my priorities are now. And then I watched the replay. So my feelings are disjointed, but, you know, didn't seem like there was a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. The first half, I was watching and not watching. It was just really fucking boring. But then the second half, we looked 10 times better. And I think really the difference maker was the two subs coming in really changed everything, Jimmy and Koenig. And I think that the second half of the second half was our most well-rounded playing of the season in that we were playing up and down the middle and using the flanks and not just one or the other. We just looked like a normal team. Man of the match, Ledesma? Yeah, yeah, I'll say so. Um, Don't let me put words in your mouth. You can choose somebody else if you want. I mean, if not him, it's got to be... I was. I wanted to look up how many saves Newton had, but he made a, a handful, and uh, I thought Lasso had a good game, too. My question, not to uh, give them any excuses for playing kind of shitty for 60% of the game, but does playing in an empty Red Bull arena for 30 fans do anything? Is that any excuse for them? Coming out a little lackluster. It's hard to get fired up. I was... Uh, wrote down that it reminded me of watching some of those Serie A games about 10 years or however long it was ago where there was no one on the stands and it always seems like it's a a scrimmage and not a real game. Yeah, it felt exactly like that. I used to turn those games on, even if it was Juventus or whoever else, and I would turn it off because you're bored watching it. I don't know why it makes so much of a difference, but it does. And it's got to affect them a little bit because it just feels like a friendly or some preseason game. Yeah, it's easy to be critical like you should be a New York B team, but we've actually never beaten them in New York before. So it was a good result, and we do have trouble playing against teams that play this style. But at the end of the day, for this match, the quality of our team shone through. Is that the right word? Shine yeah, through? I mean, it, it's also it's a little impressive that we kind of came out on top in the end when I think their oldest player was 23 and our youngest player was 24. Is that Lasso? No, it's... Blake uh, Smith? Let's keep naming Patty. players. Patty Bart's that young? Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> He's got the neck of a much older man. So you would think, you know, fitness-wise, maybe they would have outlasted us, but that just wasn't the case. Shout out to Austin Barry, in charge of our physical fitness. Doing a great job. 
Some passing stats. Our lead passer is the man, Richie Ryan, 88%. Jimmy McLaughlin, nah, he wasn't in there long enough. Corbin Bone, 64%. Corbin! Yeah, 64%, and he didn't make that many passes. And they yeah. were all short. Not Corbin's greatest game, but no, he he's kind proven of, himself. He's a little bit invisible, to be honest. But they won, so it kind of <laughs> erases all the... <laughs> I can't be mad at them when I wasn't uh, giving them a discerning eye. No, so they, it, was, it they, was a boring first half, but they, they played fine the second half. Everyone, It wasn't our best game, but I don't care. We came from behind and won, so fuck it. Well, shout out to Rogue One, a Star Wars story, the new uh, New York supporters group. Saw them out there. Uh, double middle finger guy. Seemed pretty into it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did have a spy there uh, who I will not name. Said some of the chants and some of the things being yelled made him feel a little inappropriate. Now, I don't know exactly what was said, but hey, if that was you guys, watch your tongues, Rogue One, or whoever you were. Um, also, I heard they did the, the Jimmy chant, which is a little bit explicit. And apparently, they were sitting right next to Jimmy's family. I wonder how if Jimmy's family was proud or scared. Either way, I heard them and saw them because there was no one else in the stands to look at. But uh, they had a lot of FaceTime. Don't want to get negative, but who's your LVP of the game? <laughs> <laughs> least valuable player for the um, idiots out there unfortunately i would probably have to say uh, uh, probably have to say uh, corbin bone or because um, he just went missing a lot of the game but actually on second thought kill me for this but i didn't even realize justin hoyt played <laughs> <laughs> but i paid very little attention in that first half so. yeah usually you would think that wouldn't be bad for a fullback but the way that he plays you expect to notice him a little more but we won, and a couple guys got rest. Kenny Walker didn't come in until the end of the game. Corbin Bone got taken out, maybe for not playing great, but he came out in the 63rd minute. So I wonder what we're going to see on Wednesday against Minnesota. I'm predicting a strong lineup. I think you're going to get a full-strength lineup. I think Walker will start for sure. Koenig probably. It'll be a an A roster, 1A, because they're all A's, baby. Plus, Bone came out in the 63rd minute, which is pretty early. So you got to think he's going to start. Let's see if Cisabroni can make the 18. Yes, anyways. So that was that game. That's what happens at a 1 p.m. is also a weird start time. So just the whole vibe is weird. Empty stadium, 1 p.m. I'm sure we were all trying to get our pool on. Am I right? We're all pool guys here. Does anyone else have a pool? Um. (laughs) No, I don't, but you do. So that's good. Listen, I just want to say a pool does not add or subtract value to a house. So really... We're all in the same boat. Zach, feels weird, but final thoughts on the game? <laughs> I don't know. It was, yeah. it was fine. Yeah, we won. The most important part, the part everyone's waiting for, is this week. Deckel smash! Unfortunately, Deckel was not out there. I'm sure he... <laughs> when I was re-watching the replay... No. I'm not putting that out there. Uh, my Deckel smash, when I was watching the replay, I noticed it. Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. Almost immediately after he scored his go-ahead goal in the 78th minute, go ahead, look it up, was not called a yellow, but was uh, worthy of his teammate and smash master, Dekel Kanan. He uh, was doing his usual hustle routine, and the guy gave up the ball, and he just shoulder checks this guy straight into the ground. And he's everything you love from a Dekel smash. Zach, do you remember any moments? I looked back at the yellow cards, and uh, one was a, a weak yellow given to Richie Ryan that he didn't deserve. The other yellow was Patty Barrett's handball. Not at Echo Smash. Yeah, Patty Bard actually had a couple in the first half where he just bodied into the back of the striker. I think he did it two or three times, just leveled him. 
He got called every time. Yeah. Those were a little annoying because they were needless penalties. But yeah, I mean, sometimes it's cool when he does that. But uh, sometimes I have noticed him giving up the unnecessary. He can't uh, shake the rugby out of him. But when you're born with a neck like that, you're going to truck people. It's just kind of the way things go. That's this week's Deckle Smash. Deckle Smash. Now for this week's extra special edition of Catch Watch. Folks, I don't want to bring the mood down too much, but... The fact is, I mean, this isn't why it's upsetting, but Koch isn't going anywhere. We are told that he will be our MLS coach, at least for 2019. So uh, we've decided, at least for now, that we're going to retire Koch Watch, okay? Save your tears for somebody else who needs them. I'll retire at least until the MLS begins, and then the pressure returns. And if we do do another Koch Watch, it'll be purely a fashion-based Koch Watch, which is honestly equally important zach what do you have to say final thoughts about koch watch the segment and the fact that koch is going to be Hmm. yeah i'm getting upset (laughs) he's going to be our man for the foreseeable future um well yeah i'm fine with that keep him on need a little continuity because probably keep a lot of the players too to be honest yeah and i think we should retire it we know he listens to the pod based on his fashion choices he's a huge fan which are obviously influenced by what we've said so it's better to keep him free and loose, calm and easy, leading up to this MLS season. We were probably adding to the stress. You know, we're at the USL level. It's a lot of hugs and kisses. It's a lot of we're all in this together. But, you know, guess what, Kachi? MLS, it's a whole nother ball game. This isn't Whitecaps 2, my man. These are the big dogs. And when you screw up, it's not going to be us you need to worry about. But uh, so just enjoy this year, Koch. The pressure's off for now because we know you're going to be here and... Um, just win a USL Cup. I mean, if you have strong thoughts about Koch Watch, you still want us to to grade him, to judge him, to talk about hot lava, you know where to reach us on the Twitter. Also, probably gone until MLS. FCC Inside Source. It served us well before the stadium was official and before MLS was official. Maybe when the summer transfer window opens up, we'll fire it back open because, you know, we've got our tentacles in every uh, under-the-water orifice in the ocean of rumors now moving on to the important things in the world it was this week's mls announcement oh yes like i said um i got a ticket via the prid prid north to Rheingeist for the actual announcement. Zach and Nick from Soccer, they're afraid to be that exclusive. They were at Fountain Square, and yeah, it was an exciting day. It started early for me because I had to get to Rheingeist early, and I made the horrible decision not to eat breakfast and not to eat lunch, and then (laughs) once I was in there, not to eat dinner. So I hadn't eaten that entire day. I was feeling it. Zach, what was the vibe at when you arrived at Fountain Square with Um, with the people, the commoners? The vibe was good. Shit ton of people. Um, Nick said it while we were down there. He's He still gets surprised every time you go to something like this and it's fucking packed. You would think maybe it'd just be some diehards down there. But yeah, there's a ton of people braving the heat, standing, staring in the sun. Um, They always hold events down there and the World Cup watch parties. I've never been down there to watch the TV. But when I see pictures, it looks kind of crappy. Does it look better in person, that screen? No, it looks bad. And not only that, it buffered like multiple times throughout the live announcement which was kind of funny they could have just um, done the there's live tv feeds they could have done that. yeah but it was you wanted to go just for the yeah 
camaraderie, you know. Yeah, staring at that screen was painful. You look at the pictures, it looks like Trump staring at the eclipse. Or Yeah, everyone's staring directly at the sun. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of people. Um, did you happen to catch DD2012 himself? Any visuals on him? No, I didn't see him. I was looking for him because I think he said he was going to be down there smoking cigarettes. So you're looking for a puff of smoke. If I see this puff of smoke surrounded by a bunch of people in public, I'm a... (laughs) But, uh... hey I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, For me, it was interesting. uh, You know, I know a lot of people on the internet, but seeing internet people in real life was always pretty interesting. (laughs) Lots of fans of KLR out there, so shh. Shout out to all of you. Um, several people, more than one, asking me if Chad, Zach's friend Chad, was a real person. Yes, Chad is a real person. I believe he's been on three podcasts <laughs> that you probably listened to. Chad, got to up your word count or uh, appearance count. But I guess three isn't as big a number now that we're on episode goddamn 15. You said we'd fail. You were wrong. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. No, Chad is real, and I do not do all the voices, as you can tell, because Zach has spoken over me. You know, it's not a perfect edit every time. Sometimes it will sound a little similar, but I'm clearly a softer, higher-pitched Jonah. That's <laughs> <laughs> why he can hit more notes. Uh, another thing I noticed, <laughs> you pointed it out to me first. You saw a, a Tanya O'Rourke Channel 9 news clip, and she was fired up. Yeah, I was actually uh, I put on 700 to see if they were talking about the announcement, and she was on there. She must have been down at ryan guys she was losing her fucking mind yeah she was and she just couldn't believe it and this is at like i don't know 3 30 or something like that and she's like all these people are down here there's so much orange and blue it's absolutely <laughs> incredible like i can't even believe it and then she went on to say uh, that they were all going to be able to interview garber afterwards and she's like i think we all go in there at once and ask some questions it's what we all call a gangbang <laughs> but you know <laughs> I said, oh dear. Must be your first gangbang. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone was there by three o'clock because they said, if you're not there by three, we can't guarantee you can get in. So there was a reason everybody was so early and I was starving. I also noticed, so they had a whole uh, stage for the cameras and all of the news crews, of which there were many. Uh, I'm standing right by that backstage that the reporters are on and I see um, Tanya O'Rourke give a fist bump to the Channel 5 reporter. I mean, that's the kind of thing that FCC is doing. You're bringing Channel 5 and 9 are just coming together out of effing excitement. But like I said, I uh, was lucky enough to get an undeserving bleacher spot and I ended up right next to the stage. And I got up there and the lights must have been really bright on me because I was told by multiple, multiple people that I looked horrible, <laughs> that it looked like I was going to pass out and I was sweating bullets, which I was. But honestly, I didn't I didn't feel that bad, but I must have looked worse. <laughs> you were on. Thought. If you were on an empty stomach, it was a hot, hot day. There yeah, that was 5.30, so I'd gone that whole day only having water. I thought you looked pretty normal. That's what I thought, too. Um, I if, you wanna, the pictures. if you don't know what Jonah looks like, just look for the sickly-looking person <laughs> two feet from Adrian Healy. Yeah, my next question was, why was Adrian Healy there? What a waste of a plane ticket. I love Adrian Healy. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad he was there. But he said about two sentences and then um, hopped off the stage. My question, is it purely because he called the Chicago Fire game? Or was there another reason that he was there? I think maybe that. Maybe he doesn't like being separated from Taylor Twelman <laughs> for very long. Um, I mean, clearly it was MLS asked him to. No, I know. But it was weird. Taylor Twelman was more of an MC, even though it was barely anything. And I saw him on some MLS YouTube shows they did. He appeared on several of them. So it makes sense he was there. Adrian Healy just introduced everybody and just kind of disappeared. But, uh, you know, there he was. 
So then the actual announcement happened. Megan, what was going through your body? People want to know. They don't know who you are, but they're wondering. I was uh, very hot and I was wondering why they would have set up the announcement at that time in that specific spot. Knowing Uh, the sun was right there. So we don't need this negativity. (laughs) (laughs) It's for maximum eyeballs, because you know the West Coast was tuning in big time. Whoa, FC Cincinnati? This is your tryout to replace Chad. (laughs) Chad's a ball of positivity. more things than Chad has ever said. (laughs) Chad's never said anything negative, except for all the things he's said. Yeah, so then they announced it. I did notice a few grown men in tears. I didn't have any tears to cry because I had no, not enough fluids in me. Zach, what was Nick from Soccer's reaction? Did, um, he, did he grab you around the neck really tight? That's what I would imagine. He did grab and kiss his wife as if the ball just dropped in <laughs> Times Square. That was nice. No, he put his arm around me. I've said before, and Nick said the same thing. You're almost as old as us, but we remember clear as day when the MLS started. And as soon as there was a team in Columbus, we thought from that moment on, we'll never have a team here that will just not do it. So never even in the back of my head did I think we'd get one. So once we did, I know like we knew a week before that it was definite. But, you know, when they made the announcement, like... I can understand getting a little choked up. I was very excited. Yeah, but you're buying into this, you know, this horrible system, this Ponzi scheme. Uh, We'll get to that later because, geez, Louise. Also, Nick from Soccer, if you haven't seen the clip that I posted, was interviewed by WCPO and gave just a classic interview holding my Jeff Birding sign. I'll play the clip right now. It really is surreal, to be honest with you. Nick Thompson showed his support for the team with this painting of FC's president. Our Lord and Savior, Jeff Birding, yes. Yeah, he called Jeff Birding our Lord and Savior, and apparently then they cut to angry West End residents <laughs> just to make <laughs> to ensure that Nick looked like the ultimate prick. I know, it was uh, awesome. They interviewed him for a long time. Listen, he, it was my painting, okay? <laughs> well, he had a lot to say, and he definitely, anytime any... But he complimented that sign. He was giving you credit. And he gave you credit in that interview. And he plugged the podcast and whatever else. But for some reason, all they decided to keep was <laughs> Lord uh, our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Jeff Birding, cut straight to angry West End residents. And Nick just looks like a fucking asshole. Uh, the shoe fits, Nick. Um, Not to give away who I really am, but no one really cared for uh, the sign I was carrying around. <laughs> yeah, the Chuck Wharton sign that Zach was carrying around. It did get a retweet from Chuck Wharton. He said, I don't deserve you guys, but you guys deserve MLS. No, we don't deserve you, Chuck. Your milk toast MLS articles are really what keeps me going. <laughs> Just to know that I'd have a future writing. Anyone can do it. But yeah, so that was that. And um, they didn't really reveal anything new that we didn't know. It seemed the color scheme, the blue and the orange were a little darker. I don't know if that's a sign of things to come, but there was no new branding, nothing else to get too uh, crazy about. But it was a good day, day that will live in infamy, unlike any day in the history of this country. So after the game, I drove straight to the Queensgate Taco Bell. I got a... That's a good Taco Bell. They gave me my food too fast, which is a bad sign. My my Cholitos were poorly rolled, but I was appreciated how fast they got it. I downed them probably too fast, and then I got a... I'm just describing my order now. This is what I've resorted to. One of their Skittles freeze drinks, but I couldn't find my straw, so I just had to stare at it. So that was kind of a, a downer. On Zach, any final thoughts on the announcement day? Yeah, I think Megan and I had chili simmering on the stove on <laughs> a 90-degree day, and we rushed home and ate that. A classic MLS meal, if ever I've heard one. We've got some more random thoughts on things that happened in and around announcement day and uh, you know some other things we want to take a dump on. 
But first, it's our new segment. This one's mostly positive. It's uh, FCC players. They're just like us! Yes, yeah, so we've been scouring the Twitter feeds and the Instagram stories, Instagram posts of all your favorite FCC players. Um, a lot of us were doing that even before this segment was a reality, but now that it is, we have a chance to vocalize our... Um, Soccer stalkerness. Just seeing what these guys are up to, seeing how they're living their lives. Um, I tell you what. Go ahead. We got some interesting stuff here. <laughs> the first thing, which is a jaw dropper, uh, I learned via an Instagram story. Patty Barrett, folks, he lives in Oakley. There was a <laughs> there was a picture, I believe, of his wife or girlfriend uh, sweeping. Don't get mad at me, folks. It said, at least she's good for something. <laughs> Patty Barrett. Uh, my question is, where in Oakley do we think Patty Barrett gets his grub on? Megan, if you were Patty Barrett, where would you go for a bite to eat? The cock and bull? Is that too obvious? <laughs> um, Zach, what are your thoughts? I can't really picture him. I can tell you a, where he eats. One spot what? is um, the Sleepy Bee. I was going to joke that you won't catch him at the Sleepy Bee, but... I've only been following for a week, so a Sleepy Bee Cafe, pretty good breakfast, lunch, brunch spot in Oakley. Um, things went south with my sister-in-law when she was employed there, so we boycotted. <laughs> Another thing I've noticed, Sam DeWitt, very fashion-forward. He's your classic young Instagrammer. He's definitely still rocking the filters hard. He seems like a man of the town. Could be costing him a starting spot because. <laughs> I'm guessing he's the club ringleader. He seems like he knows all the hot spots. He seems like a velvet rope type type of guy. Zach, what's your vibe from Sem DeWitt? Same, same. Very Euro. Yes, you know. very. I mean, if your name's Sem, you're kind of boxed in. You don't have a choice. Yesterday, they were played in New York, and they must have stayed there for the night because every single player's Instagram and Instagram stories were of Times Square going out. They're all at a rooftop club. Oh, that's probably a bar. No, a rooftop club. I'm guess they were dragged there by Sam DeWitt, to be honest. So if anyone seems a little lethargic on Wednesday, it's because they got their drink on. Um, Zach, you noticed Manu had a steak that night. Thoughts? Yeah, he did. And then uh, Michael Hood posted a pic. I think they must have ordered the exact same steak. Now, do I have an opinion on what they choose to eat? Do I think animal protein is really destructive to their fitness? Sure, I do, but fuck it. The thing about Manu is, as Megan could tell you, Argentina is famous for their beef. They've been said to have the best steaks in the world. I hope you can enjoy American beef. Um, <laughs> Zach, you noticed Nazmi doing something. Uh, yeah, Nazmi and a big group of pals went to a breakout room. Ooh. I forget how fast they did. I want to say 51 minutes. I don't know if that's good or bad, <laughs> but... Nazmi was wearing a Hogwarts shirt, and he's been dressed up in Harry Potter garb before, and the internet said, oh, he's probably doing it because his girlfriend makes him do it. Smash the patri patriarchy, yeah. okay, S folks? Smash the patriarchy, Reddit. To me, for He's wearing this shirt because he fucking likes it. You can tell Nas is. Evan Newton spent the past weekend in Knoxville. I can only imagine he was visiting the fabulous Sun Sphere. Zach, what would you do in Knoxville if you were Evan Newton? <laughs> really makes you appreciate Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Um, Do you remember uh, we stayed the night in Memphis and woke up and there was an alligator? Yes, that was the same night we went through a Taco Bell with the trailer and it went up on the curb. So, classic Memphis. <laughs> which is just like Knoxville. I'm sure they love to hear that. Um, but yeah, but this week is a little out of the ordinary because midweek was dominated by the MLS announcement. So obviously most of people's posts and Instagrams, they all came, even though some of them are going to be left at the station when we go on the Hogwarts Express to MLS, unfortunately. But it was good for them to show, show their respect. 
But if you have a hot tip that we missed for uh, FCC players, they're just like us, you know where to hit us up. All right, so um, I have some pre-recorded chants, but before we get to that, some leftover business in this week's edition of Megan's favorite segment, Popuri. Some quick business I need to take care of. I'm designing a Knifey Lion Radio scarf. The goal will be to sell them for $15 a piece. All proceeds go to supporting us, keeping the podcast alive. So my question is, would you be interested, without seeing the design, it's going to say Knifey Lion Radio. It's probably going to say John Hark's Cave of Wonders, so you know it's baller as hell. If you're interested, you know, I might do a pre-order thing, but I'm just gauging interest. Shoot me a tweet. Tell me you'd be down to buy a KLR scarf because there are minimum orders and I don't want to look like a B-I-T-C-H and not have enough orders. Zach, would you buy a Knifey Lane Radio scarf? Yes or no? Yeah, I'll buy one. I'll hang it up at home. I'm not a scarf guy when it's hot outside. Yeah, I've got a, a real hodgepodge, a potpourri, of, if you will, of scarves in this room. Arsenal, Fulham, West Ham, I support them all heavily. Columbus Crew, about to burn that one, and Olympiacos, I'm an ultra. Megan, would you buy a scarf? 15 bucks? Sure. I mean, folks, people are coming out of the woodwork to buy this scarf. Just I like let that me know. I bought you half these scarves. At you games did. That I went to, and I didn't get any for myself. While we're on the subject of Louisville just being the effing worst in the world, they wrote a blog after the Coopers hanging with Mr. About well, just one guy wrote it, but I'm just going to assume he represents all of them because they're all idiots. Upon our MLS announcement, this guy, I, I want to get his name right so you know who this loser is. Joe Vela wrote the worst blog I've ever read about why he's so content not to be in MLS, which is fine, but you didn't have to do it in such a loserly way. I highlighted some parts that I don't I don't think it was a troll job. The guy's got a gray goatee and kind of long balding hair. He doesn't seem like a guy who would troll. I'll read a couple uh, excerpts and then give you a, f- a few thoughts. I'll try to do it quickly. Um, just to give you a taste of where we're at. On Tuesday, another independent soccer team gave up their rights to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And instead chose to be absorbed by our version of D1 soccer. Who they are is irrelevant to me, other than the fact we have to compete with them to win a league title. I didn't give a crap about them yesterday, and I won't care about them tomorrow. He won't even say our name! You're just making it more obvious who you're talking about. It's FCC, guys. Spoiler alert. He's talking about us. I hate you already. I'm going to skip ahead. I grew up in the New York sports market, so when I see Cincinnati talking about how big they are, I just kind of giggle. Fucking Jovila! Guess what? Nobody talks about how big Cincinnati is. Bitch! Moving on. God, I hate this guy. They find anything that will bolster bolster their civic pride in the eyes of the rest of the country. Go to hell, Joe Vela. This guy's fucking pathetic. The point is, there are places in this country similar to Cincinnati, and unlike Louisville, that ferociously identify through their sports teams. That's because you have no pro sports teams, you loser! Except people in Louisville live for a fucking college basketball team. Yeah, you sold your soul for Rick Pitino until the point where you kept him after he bought 10 million prostitutes. And it was only after the story came out that you paid exorbitant amounts of money for your players that they finally fired him. It just doesn't feel real in any great sense and reminds me more of a county fair than a sporting event. What county fairs are you going to? And county fairs are awesome and have great food. And then this part. I have a cousin who lives in Madrid and has supported Real Madrid or Los Blancos as he calls them. Oh my god. Go to hell Joe Vela. Folks. Folks I come from a very savvy soccer town. We are multi-generational fans. We understand and the concept of the game. I don't want to read the rest. Go to hell, Joe Vela. And now I'm really sweating. <laughs> sweating with rage. I had gotten over how much I disliked Louisville fans. I with, had too. With this then. whole Detroit City thing, because they seem like tame impalas. But now, 
now that I've blocked everyone in Detroit City, these guys are just like grabbing their torch of like pro relf and running with it, and they just seem like the biggest assholes. And yeah, it's hypocrites. really fun when this all comes out now. It's just a bunch of fucking haters. If you don't want to join the MLS, don't, don't fucking do it. Who cares? But yeah. guess what? Your owners want to. Yeah, this is definitely a case of you can't fire me because I quit. I don't know if I'm going to come to the last home game ever there because I hate the view so much, but I would like to yell at you guys, especially Joe Vela, who apparently does percussion. I'm sure he sucks balls at it. Um, yeah, he's the plays like fucking Meg White. <laughs> Off beat! Like, we should just abandon our team and just so pick what? up the so pro rail banner. So we can continue to carry the league. Yeah, no thank you. Because the only reason interest is up in the USL is because of FC Cincinnati. Sorry, that's true. The other thing that really uh, got me after this announcement was... Uh, that dude! I had like three posts where he pointed out that David Beckham welcomed us into the MLS. It wasn't like some grand thing where it's like, Gaba, I need to be on the... Oh, okay, I shouldn't even try it. <laughs> hey, Dot Garber. Gabba, I need to bounce. <laughs> Beckham has like the worst face to voice ratio of all time. One of the great faces mixed with one of the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the worst voices. Uh, Don Gabba called me up and I, uh, eh, eh. anyways, so all these people in this video, if you didn't see from the announcement, say, welcome to MLS Cincinnati. And he's one of them. Fucking DD2012 is like, you guys don't understand, man. You're not passionate enough if this doesn't mean anything to you. He's and a fashion that, icon. Yeah, he's a fashion icon. <laughs> he, he made a point of saying, he had a deal with H&M. So did The weekend. Who gives a fuck? And why are we talking about that? Anyways, that, I declared Reddit officially dead, even though I post at the same rate that I was before. I declared it dead, so sorry, Hispanic at the disco. You now preside over a dead monarchy. After we recorded... If you didn't realize, we were obviously talking about him last week. Uh, I, I had a smidge of feeling slightly bad. And then, um, like, the day later, I was like, no, I feel really confident in uh, what I said. I also want to say sorry for the rest of the people on Discord. Golf from Miami is the only name that I remember, so I can't, I couldn't sh- I can't shout you out by name. I guess I could make a list. But, uh, you know, if you guys want to get a shout out, buy one of these effing scarves I'm going to make. Because <laughs> they're going to be baller. Megan, what are your thoughts about that? Dude! I wasn't paying attention. Oh, my God. That's, I know. That's kind of what I feel. Zach, true or false? Manu, Manu Ledesma is the best player in the USL. In the East, for sure. Okay, this week for Chance, I did pre-record two Beach Boys songs, which I'll just play back to back. But before I get to that, Zach, did you have anything just on the tip of your tongue trying to get out into the world? Yeah, I was working on one, but without the background music. Afraid to share? Yeah, it goes like this. I thought about scoring on you today. <laughs> Premeditated header. That's, that's all I got. Is that the new Kanye West song? Yeah. I believe, that's track one, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to check out Kanye West's uh, new mega album, Yay, track one, if you want to get what the hell Zach's talking about. What's up, world? Part two. This is me recording later because I forgot to introduce my two pre-recorded songs. The first one is set to the tune of Sloop John B, an all-time great Beach Boys song from Pet Sounds. And it's not really a knee slapper, folks, but maybe you'll appreciate it anyways. It's about FCC and their successful MLS announcement. Yeah, enjoy. We made it to the league, Jeff B. Carlin in number three. 
Around Cincytown they would roam To bring the bit home Got into some fights Well, it got so messed up They almost said no You locked down a land swap sale And half the fan base exhaled The other half of them surely thought this was blown But what do they know? What the hell do they know? Yeah, yeah Then Garma showed up And now we explode Drunk. Some people cried and hugged The fire chief had to turn the legion away And ruin their day Why don't you leave them alone? Yeah, yeah The legion broke up and had to go The lyrics at the end were about the Legion supporters group not being allowed in to the MLS announcement because of the fire marshal. The next song is set to I Know There's an Answer from Pet Sounds album, and it is about Deckel Kanon and Forrest Lasso, our glorious defenders. And the line at the end, which you probably won't be able to understand, is Cincinnati's defenders or a wall made of muscle, I can't tell. So there, now you know. Enjoy. <laughs> They come in a pair cause you just can't defend all alone They dominate all headers and clear all the rest from their zones Now how can you beat them? With Kanan and Lasso you won't find an answer Also, WKRP, Zach's still waiting for that to shine. If you don't know that one, it's on a previous episode. And if you don't know which episode, just listen to all of them again. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was this week. We're in the MLS. Yeah, I wanted to say one thing. Please um, do. You know, it's in the intro music now, but it was one of my favorite parts about the events on Tuesday was Cranley's speech and then people booing when he said that. Yeah, it was a tepid response for his, uh, I'm still a fan of the Reds and Bengals, aren't you? I mean, this guy was fired up. <laughs> yeah, he was great, really but... feeling it. It was also weird, you know, not to backtrack too much, hearing Carl Linder talk that much because we're used to him like silently looking like he's preserved by formaldehyde, just like staring straight ahead. But to hear like all these words and uh, a, a good, a big shout out to Jesus. Yeah, that gave, <laughs> I don't know if it was all in my head. It felt like it was a collective. Uh, <laughs> When he started talking about faith, but that could have just been all in- internal. It was probably I'm not internal. Sure. <laughs> Honestly, he could have said fucking anything he wanted, and we'd be like, oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, but I have never heard him speak so much. We were pretty fired up, so they would say, uh, they'd say, like, uh, I'd like to thank um, my daughters. We'd be like, yes! 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 
God, God, God. Olay, olay, olay. Jeff Birding, Jeff Birding, like, I'm not, I haven't been a good husband. I haven't been a good father. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shouts to bad husbands. Uh, I haven't been a good husband either during this MLS buildup, and I have much less of an excuse. So, Birding, I feel that wives are secondary. Especially yeah, I mean, in the days of the city council meetings and stuff, poor Angel Baby was being neglected big time. Yes, I was in uh, Home Goods in Oakley um, Christmas Eve. Shout out if you were there too. <laughs> That'd be weird, wouldn't it? I had my stupid phone on 700WLW up to my ear. <laughs> Because I thought Cranley was going to say we got in the MLS, which just sounds stupid now after everything that the way it all played out, that would have never happened. But Jason Williams had tweeted out. Basically, he said we got in, it sounded like. And we had all, I think we were celebrating kind of on the group chat. And then the realization that it was kind of uh, a little presumptuous on his part. So I'm listening to goddamn Bill Cunningham on Christmas Eve in Home Goods <laughs> like a loser. And then they don't announce anything. That's where we were at, Okay. And now we're in the MLS with FC Dallas, New England Revolution, Real Salt Lake. Those are the big dogs. Um, Houston Dynamo. I've also enjoyed, uh, I don't know if you saw me royally dunking on this dweeb from Nashville SC who tweeted, <laughs> where's your overflow announcement crowd? Luckily, months later, <laughs> we're able to send him a picture of Fountain Square bursting at the seams. And he's like, whoa, it's about time. He took a Taylor shower Twelman so he couldn't see his tears. Took a Carl or blue pill when he saw pics of Fountain Square. <laughs> he loved it. He kept shouting out Fountain Square. Um, Nashville, we'll let you know how the MLS is because you got to wait a while. Text from my wife. Food is ready. Podcast is officially <laughs> over. Zach, final words. No, none. I'll be there Wednesday. Very excited. Did Louisville play? No, they didn't. So we are in first place. Oh my God. Louisville didn't play because they don't exist anymore. No Joe, games in hand. <laughs> no games. Joe Vela's a bitch. I hate you, Joe Vela. Joe Vela, Joe Vela, Joe Vela. Corbin Bone, Joe Vela, Joe Vela. I kind of like your name. To be honest with you. It's too bad. Such a great name is <laughs> ruined on such an asshole. First place for the foreseeable future. We're in the MLS. Minnesota United is going to disband after we destroy them. Rise to... Wait, Megan, final words? No. Time for dinner. Rise, Rise together. together. Hey, Cincinnati. People say you're good. I think you're the best I've ever met. But when I'm around, you're second best. Cincinnati Kid!